You're listening to The Girl Dad Show. Welcome to Season 3 of The Girl Dad Show, where we explore the intersection of parenthood and entrepreneurial spirit. Join me and some incredible guests as we share tips and tricks for finding work-life balance and making a positive impact not only on the world, but also our families. Let's create a fulfilling life together. It's The Girl Dad Show, Season 3. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Girl Dad Show. Today is a Girl Dad Talk, and it is me talking about my professional parenting journey in between amazing guest interviews of professional parents building their careers and families. And today is a very special Girl Dad Talk for me, as I want to talk to you about something that I do every year um, on my birthday. And this is essentially my birthday episode. And I want to talk to you guys about some of the things that I like to do on my birthday, just kind of recapping the year. But essentially what it is that I do is I try to do a strategic planning process that I like to run on my businesses. I try to do for uh, myself and personally, and it's actually pretty um, helpful. And so for those of you that don't do this, I highly recommend doing it for your business. And for those of you that don't do this personally, I think it's actually really um, timely and also really um, helpful for you to think about the aspects of driving strategic goals and um, aspirations in business and applying that to your personal life. It it is game changing. And it's helped me so much in staying adaptive to the ever changing tides of life. And I have found that doing this over the last 15 or 16 years has really helped me identify uh, how I've been growing as a human being, and also as a professional. And just accepting that things change and we change and evolve and being able to take those moments in annual retrospect and using your birthday to do so is a great time to do that. And uh, it's kind of what I do. And so although I do like doing, you know, New Year's resolutions, kind of resetting for the new year, especially as it relates to business, I like to follow the calendar year. Being my birthday is so close to the new year. I like to start thinking about things on my birthday for my personal. So I have kind of the separated, concentrated time to think about my personal life strategically separate from my business life annually, which is done in the calendar year. And it just happens that, you know, it's kind of close together and my birthday is so close to uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas that uh, it ends up being a time where it's really hard to do anything big anyways. And I'm not a really big birthday guy. Uh, so it kind of works out really well for me to use this time to reflect. So what I want to do today is kind of walk you through my process of what I do every year. I've talked about this um, all three seasons so far on my birthday episode. I think the first one, I actually had a guest interviewer um, host and and guest interview me, which was really fun. But uh, I think it's really important to share how I've been navigating my professional career and my personal career using this strategy. So what I like to do is just think about what I have done well and what I've accomplished and what I'm very proud of um, in my 42nd year of life as I head into my 43rd. And then I like to go over the things that um, didn't go well, things that I didn't do well, or things that I missed the mark on, or things that I learned about myself um, through this process of planning and goal planning and aspirations and things that I just learned about myself. And then lastly, I like to think about what are my strengths and weaknesses? I literally do a SWOT analysis on myself as these SWOT analysis will change. And my strengths and uh, my weaknesses will evolve as I grow older. And it is super important to do that for your personal uh, self as well as for your businesses. But I do that. And then I take into consideration things that I did well, things that I didn't do well, uh, things that I'm, I'm good at, things that I'm bad at. And uh, then I use that data to come up with things that I want to do this coming year 
and figure out how to really navigate realistic goals that are aspirational, but also realistic and achievable. And really focusing in on what I enjoy doing and what my strengths are now and uh, things that I want to evolve and learn and, and build new skills in. And so it's with that lens of gathering the landscape data that helps you figure out how to navigate the next year. And it doesn't have to be on an annual cadence. I just like to do it on annual cadence. I I also like to assess the people in my lives uh, every year and uh, really try to figure out who has been instrumental in my development and growth and who has not. And uh, that's also a little bit more callous and I won't go into that part here, but I think it's also very important that you assess that because the people that you surround yourself with, the way that they talk, the way that they think, the way that they act and do impact you way more than you realize. It's uh, very pervasive and subliminal, but you need to uh, surround yourself with the right thinking and the right mindset that you want to be like or aspire to be like as much as you can. Obviously, there's there's constraints to that because there's also family and there's also keeping your mind to new ways of thinking and challenging yourself and listening to the other side and listening to other sides of the argument and the other side of the coin. But overall, you do want to put into consideration people that have stopped you or stunted you from your goals versus uh, people that have actually aided you and supported you and figure out ways to maximize that as well too. But we won't go over that uh, process here today. We're just going to go over some of the things that I've come up with. And so this year has been really amazing uh, for me on the accomplishment side. I, I feel very, very confident and comfortable saying that I have really figured out how to uh, build businesses the way that I want to. And I feel like I have a system now that I feel very confident in that will help you build a business um, up successfully. And it covers about 75, 80% of the needs of the business. And what I really need to do now in this new year is focus in on finding function experts and people that are passionate about building business and partnering with them and having them let me join them in their efforts to build their passion business. Because that last 20, 30% is really what I'm looking for now. And I'm very confident in this new thesis that I've uncovered in myself this year. I have tested a lot of ways of building businesses this year, and I've come to the conclusion that I'm really good at the biz ops. I'm, the, I'm really good at the operational elements and I'm good enough at everything. And so I'm um, not necessarily great at anything, but I'm good, at, good enough at everything, which allows me to be a huge instrument for someone that is very passionate about something and wants to build a business, but doesn't have all of the skill sets. And so I can compliment this person very easily without changing myself and doing anything different. I could just literally like roll out of bed and provide immediate value. And in addition to that, what I've uncovered this year is that I thoroughly enjoy the process of working with the business partner. I thoroughly enjoy the process of helping someone else achieve business ownership, build equity, and start setting them on the path to uh, making good income, but also building wealth. Because um, I have realized this year, the second thing that I've accomplished is, although I'm still very cash poor, I can start to see how the businesses that I've been seeding for the last few years and and gardening and watering and, and fertilizing and building and nurturing are starting to turn that corner where they're going to start to cash flow for me next year. And I can also see that the businesses that have survived that I haven't failed um, by the second and third and fourth year will also become very dependable. And um, it's an exciting revelation, exciting uh, epiphany and insight because 
I was making a lot of scattershot bets uh, over the last few years. And especially this year, I was really hyper-focusing in on this idea of building with function experts and uh, testing that thesis. And that thesis has been truly magical for me. And I absolutely uh, have found a lot of success in doing it. And in addition to that, I have also found that I thoroughly enjoy it. And lastly, I can see that it takes a lot longer to build businesses with people uh, versus doing it yourself because you could just kind of go for it and just go as fast as you possibly want. And in and, and working with someone, you have to like take the time to acclimate, build relationships, learn about each other and, and grow together. And also that just businesses typically take a lot longer if you're not venture funding it and you're trying to build it profitable from day one. The reality though is, is that it, it's something I love doing. It's something that I'm good at doing and it works. And I can now see that although it's hard to build, it's incredibly hard to build and it takes a long time. I can start to see the financial models are all showing that all most of the first businesses that I started two years ago will start to actually generate good revenue and be incredibly dependable uh, in its third year. And I'm super excited to know that because there's a bunch of businesses that I started this year with this new thesis with the business partner. And I'm excited to see where those go next year and the year after, because those things will just keep stacking for me as I progress into my 40s. And so I'm super, super proud of that. I'm also really, really excited and proud of the fact that I tried a lot of things as a dad this year. I definitely doubled down on work because it was one of the hardest years. And I'll, and I'll go over that and things that I learned about this year. But I tried a lot of cool things with uh, with the kids. You know, we uh, tried to do a lot more uh, activities for them encouraging them to do more things and exploring more things. And we were also able to do a daddy-daughter trip, which was really fun. And I was also able to incorporate them into work uh, by bringing Grace to an expo with me, which was really fun. I was also able to uh, really figure out how to um, be a better dad and just think about like what my wife does for them on a day-to-day basis and how I'm different, but also how I'm also less patient and all these other things. And so just really figuring out things that I can do to improve my patience level, as well as just my ability to be a better father. And what I really realized and leaned into this year is that for me, it's much easier to engage them in activities. And so instead of just like trying to be, I, I'm still trying to be a nurturing parent, so don't get me wrong. That's something that I'm definitely um, something that I'm definitely working on and I value and I think is important. But what I'm realizing my strengths are in creating games and teaching activities and critical thinking. And so finding chess and checkers with my daughters has been really instrumental for me this year and really helping them learn a new game, think strategically, think critically, engage with them, have that banter, have that back and forth, be able to bond with them, spend that time with them, but also be able to teach them critical thinking skills and um, through games and also creating new games and activities. It's been really, really joyful for me to be able to uh, find these kind of unique things that I get to do with my daughters. And Lily loves to play chess and Grace loves to play checkers. And it's like an easy yes anytime I ask them to play. And it's something that we bond over. And um, it's been incredibly joyful for me to be able to lean into my strengths to uh, be a great parent. The second thing that I really loved about this year is that um, I haven't been that great about self-care this year. I've been having a really hard year uh, uh, building these businesses. And I've stretched myself too thin, um, testing out how to build all these 
these new things. And unfortunately, a lot of them went very badly this year. And it's, it was one of the most challenging years. And so I ended up having to work a lot. And so my self-care kind of went out the window. But there is something that was really good about that scarcity in time. Because when I did have the time to hang out with my kids, I also was able to incorporate more things that I enjoy doing, which is the antithesis of what I usually would think a good parent would do. But I was able to start doing karaoke with them. So I bought a, a speaker system and with Bluetooth. And then iTunes has this new thing where you can like play music without the words. Uh, so without the vocals, sorry, without the vocals. And so you essentially have a karaoke machine on any song. And uh, the girls absolutely love it. <laughs> and I love it because I love music and I want them to grow up in a musical uh, environment. I want them to grow up as a musical family. That would be my dream and aspirations. And obviously, I don't want to force them into anything that they don't want to do, but I definitely want them to be exposed to it. And I want them to grow up in a world of music. And it's just so unfortunate that I, I haven't been playing any music myself and I haven't been showing them that I enjoy it and how I uh, how I thrive in it because I've just been so busy with uh, fixing the businesses, correcting some of the errors that I made and uh, essentially failing, just just fa repeatedly failing a ton this year and trying to recover from those failures. But the reality is, is that the scarcity in time has shown me that when I do have that time, I need to figure out ways to like maximize it for a lot more purposes. And the idea of doing this karaoke thing worked out really well because anytime there is like a holiday or a day off or the kids are out of school and I'm off, we bust that thing out and we sing Taylor Swift on <laughs> on like not repeat, but like we just sing a whole album and the girls love Taylor Swift and we just jam out. We take turns singing songs and dancing and just an incredible way for me to bond with my children and create those memories and uh, find joy uh, as a dad and as a parent leaning into my strengths and my passion. So both leaning into my strengths and by leaning into my passions, um, I feel really excited that I've accomplished a new level of dadness. And um, that makes me very, very happy uh, and, and something that I'm, I'm really excited to share with you that I feel like is a huge accomplishment in this year. This episode of The Girl Dad Show is brought to you by Owners Club. As a business owner myself, I know firsthand how challenging the journey can be. Whether it's having someone that I can ask a very tactical question to or just being able to share my big successes without guilt. Building a business is a lonely journey and it does not have to be. After building and coaching dozens of businesses to success, there is one insight that is so obvious and simple yet hard to execute. And that is network equals net worth. And so if you're a growth-minded, supportive, smart, and hardworking business owner looking for a community of like-minded entrepreneurs to build with, Look no further than the Owners Club. You will make lifelong friends and build your business that works for you. You can learn more online at owners.club. And so uh, moving from that, let's talk about the personal health side because that is something that I didn't do well in this year. I used to be pretty good about this because when I first moved to Texas and started my consulting business and kind of went on this whole road that I've been on over the last four years, I was actually really good at physical health because I realized, you know, that you could perform better across the board if you were physically healthier. So you could last longer, you could work harder, you could work more, you could work better with more force and quality if you had the physical aptitude to perform better. And so um, as 
contrarian as it sounded, the time actually spending on your physical health actually helped you maximize the time that you were working. Uh, and so I was actually pretty good about it. And then in my second and third year, I started doing a lot of stuff uh, around journaling and documenting the process. And obviously the podcast helps as well too. Um, in my third year, I started doing the girl dad talks. Oh, sorry. The second year I started doing my girl dad talks so I could start documenting my journey as well as my form of journaling. But I also started to literally write and journal, uh, which was immensely helpful. Um, it really helped me calibrate the day and kept me from being super frenetic and focused and, uh, calmed me down to be able to, um, uh, perform, um, at a higher, higher level. And I will say I completely lost it this year. And I didn't do it well. I didn't do it good. I didn't do it often. I didn't stay consistent with it. And I just kind of let it fall to the wayside. And looking back in hindsight, now that I've recovered from all the trials and tribulations of a couple of mess ups that I made this year in business, I should have just kept working out even more so during times of hardships. And um, in my 43rd year, I'm going to make sure that I really focus in on that, you know, finding that time for myself to uh, do some sort of exercise, um, get back into a regimen at least three times a week, get back into journaling and finding that time for myself in the morning to go do that before the kids and work and everything. And um, really finding the time to uh, do things that I enjoy. So um, playing music and writing songs or singing and then try to incorporate my kids into that as well, obviously, because I enjoy it. And then also being more focused on traveling with my family because those are things that really bring me joy but I think the physical and mental health aspect is something that I really failed this year and in hindsight it just became something that I threw to the wayside because I was struggling with so many critical business issues and they paled in comparison to the issues at hand and every ounce of energy I wanted to spend on the business to solve it because there were moments that were really dark and hard this year. And it was an incredibly challenging year for me in figuring out how to make payroll, um, how to uh, cover certain costs. And it was just very, very challenging year. You can, you can ask me separately. I'll tell you all the details. I don't, I don't mind, but I will say that it's been one of the most hardest years uh, business-wise that I've ever experienced. And in hindsight, now that I'm kind of through the muck and on recovery of all of these fiscal issues and business issues, I should have worked out. I should have worked out because I think I would have been better off if I had worked out consistently. And I would have been better off if I had journaled every day and uh, really found that emotional and mental and physical outlet for myself to uh, perform better during those times of trials and and so in the new year of 43, that is something that I'm going to really focus on is uh, physical and mental health. And really, that means for me is just working out three times a week and making sure I stay up with some sort of minimal regimen on that and doing uh, some sort of journaling exercise beyond the girl dad talks and um, really finding that time for myself to just dump data dump, emotional dump, mental dump onto some sort of writing, you know, writing vehicle or medium. And then I think the other thing that I, I really want to incorporate into the new year that I didn't do well this year is finding time to travel with my kids. I have always known this and I've always loved it. We've always been really good about it. And this year I just completely fell apart with it. And although we did do some trips with the kids, I definitely did not prioritize it, nor do we do as many as I wanted to. And even if it's small weekend trips, I really want to make sure in 2024, we are taking these small trips to expose our kids to new cultures, 
to new people. And I don't even mind if it's in the United States, just going to different states, because even different states inside the United States are so different. But I just want them to be exposed to different types of thinking. And I feel like people that travel get exposed to more ways of thinking and have increased empathy and just overall better perspective and gratitude. And I know that I do. I know that it helps me out a lot. Every time I go on a trip and I meet new types of people that are different thinkers from the echo chamber that I live in, it completely opens up my mind to new ideas and new ways of thinking and also increases my empathy. And so I can't imagine that it hurting my kids. And if, if anything, I, I imagine that it will help them tremendously by traveling with them. And so I just want them to uh, continue that um, effort while they're with me. And hopefully if I ingrain that you know, aspect into their lives, they become more empathetic human beings and have a better perspective on life. And so that's something that I really want to improve on this year that I feel like I failed. And then the last thing that I think I didn't do well is I don't think I managed my risk as well as I wanted to. Obviously, I could never, like, I guess I could have predicted the economy collapsing or the recession happening. But um, I give myself some grace now in hindsight because I recovered from some of the business errors. But the reality is, is that I definitely overextended my risk propensity. And um, I think it was fine when I was just consulting by myself and it was just me because I could pick that up pretty easily. But now my OPEX is so big. And um, there are so many companies and so many people that work at these companies that the the risk factor is a little bit higher than I should have been risking for. It's not okay. So I, I'm not young and dumb anymore. I'm, I just need to have a better um, sense of responsibility and duty. And I don't want that to curb my ability to build and grow and try new things uh, because I've already felt like there's a lessening of my ambition and aspirations already, but I do think I need to temper it and be more methodical uh, much more than I have been uh, this year in the next year, because there were at least three instances this year where I was just up in the middle of the night, like holding my head, trying to figure out how to solve this problem, like freaking out, having panic attacks. And um, it's not okay. It's not okay for me to be experiencing that level of, um, mental uh, stress, but it's more, more than me. I mean, I just, I, I can't, it's my responsibility. I started these businesses. I need to make sure that, you know, people can rely on them to build their lives. And so, um, although, you know, it's not my full responsibility, I get that we can find new jobs and businesses can fail. And, and I was very open to the idea of failing fast and failing hard, but I'm now at the point where, you know, as I turn 43, I just, it just doesn't excite me anymore to live like that. And so in 43, I'm going to temper my risk tolerance and be a lot more methodical about what I invest in and what I build and really spend a lot more time gardening, nurturing the businesses that I have and being incredibly selective about what I try to build in the future and probably lower that number significantly in 43 and really focus most of my attention and energy and focus into building what I have. Like I'd love to spend more time on the Girl Dad show. Uh, I, I have, I love this show. And I have not spent, I don't know, I've done everything in my operational power to spend as little time as possible on it by outsourcing everything. I have now completely outsourced 95% of the work here. And so I just record these things and I just show up and I interview people and then I just go about my day. Yet when I look back at how I spent my hours and time and where I would like to spend my hour and time, I love this show. It's, it's amazing. 
it's super fun for me. It's gratifying. It's emotionally helpful. It's mentally amazing. I feel like the interviews that I get to do, I learn so much from these amazing professionals. And it's an incredible vehicle for me to meet new people, hear new thoughts, learn and uh, learn about myself and learn about other ways of thinking, learn about parenting, learn about business. It just kind of melds everything in my life that I love into one thing. And yet I have optimized it this year for the least amount of time. And it kind of goes back to the adage of like, you need to figure out ways to spend 80% of your time on the 20% that matters. And I have done the exact opposite this year. And so in the new year, my new goal is to really figure out ways to reverse that and nurture the things that I've already built and really spend the time on things that I really enjoy and care about and uh, de-risk the overall ecosystem as much as possible. And then the lastly is the thing that I want to talk about is just my strengths and weaknesses. So those are things that I accomplished and did well. Those are some of the things that I feel like I didn't do well this year. And um, to bring us home, what I like to do is then think about are there new strengths that I have found in myself and new weaknesses that I found in myself as I evolve as a human being? And so I think this year, there were a lot of things that I have uncovered that I am now learning about myself. And I'm learning that I'm much better at being a salesperson than I used to be. And that skill has grown a lot. And um, it's something that I was never really good at, and nor did I ever have any interest in. And as I look back and I'm very honest with myself and I do the deep work and, and I'm very honest with myself, not just when I want to project into the world, I will say that that skill set has grown quite a bit and I'm actually pretty good at it and I actually enjoy it. Um, so it is a strength and uh, a weakness of mine is that I am um, now not as operationally um, tight as I used to be, which is really unfortunate because that is that is quite literally my skill set for the last like 20 something years. And I'm realizing that I've now hyperextended myself to the point where I'm a little bit removed from it. And I'm not saying I need to get back into the weeds on it. I just need to learn a new level of skills. And so the operational skills before were easier because I was so much more hands-on and I could physically do things that I wanted to see tighter, right? Like project managed or created into a tighter program or think more strategically and operationally and actually go in there and execute it myself. And now I'm in a position where I'm a little bit more removed from it. And those same skill sets are now my weaknesses because the operations aren't as tight as I would have done it when I did it myself. And so it's the same issue that most executives face when they start to go up the ranks, right? The skill sets that made them a manager are no longer the skills that make them a good director and a good VP and a good C. And I'm kind of struggling with that this year. And so um, I think that I need to um, really double down on being a great operator, but at a different level, being a more diplomatic and um, more better communication, stronger delegation, follow-ups, um, just learning. It's probably the same attributes and skills, but just applied in a different way. But I do need to increase that because I can see things not being done the way that I would normally do that, which would be very uh, bad. Well, it would, be, it would make me feel very unhappy. Because I like things to be operationally very tight, everything like visible, and I like to know what things are when things are happening. I like everyone to understand what's going on, and um, I'm starting to see the phrase around the edges. And so, uh, I definitely want to learn new skills. So that's kind of where I'm at this year. And so, the big thing that I'm going to work on this year, though, like goals wise, is something that I'm very very excited to share with you today. And um, you may hear about it before. No, no, no. This will you'll hear about this here first, and then you'll see me launch it. I think. 
Actually, I don't know. <laughs> See what I mean? I'm so operationally um, not tight anymore. Uh, I used to be so tight, but now I don't actually know what you're going to hear first. But uh, around the same week, you will see me launch a personal brand. Um, what we've come up with and what we understand now, and this is me and the team, my team, we're realizing that it's hard to um, understand what I'm working on or how to explain what it is that I do. And it's also hard to talk to potential customers on how they can work with me. And so that's really bad because before, you know, it was very easy to direct that deal flow and business to me and funnel it into a business. But now because it's kind of spread across all these different venues and um, not venues, avenues, um, it's a little bit confusing. And quite honestly, it doesn't make any sense to a consumer and that doesn't know me or knows me from through LinkedIn or you know, through a second connection or ecosystem, they just won't know what I'm doing or how to work with me. And that's a lot of missed opportunities. And so what we're realizing is that what we need to do is just start pumping out content and building out a personal brand. So people understand that I like to build businesses and that is what I want to do when I grow up. That is what I'm doing right now. And that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And along that journey of building businesses, I also want to um, help people build their businesses. And um, along that journey, I also want to be a great dad and integrate my family into my life. And I don't, I've never been a believer in work-life balance. I just, I've always believed in work-life integration. And so uh, this is nothing new, but um, I definitely want to lean into this aspect of like, just, just do, this is what I do. This is what I do all the time. And um, you're going to see me living my life on a Tuesday morning with my kids. And sometimes you'll see me, you know, traveling to another country to do a business deal on Wednesday evening. Like you, you just, it's just the way it is. I'm just going to continue to build my life the way that I want to live it. And it's just going to be all pervasive and all consuming. And, and, um, I'm just going to live my life to the best that I can live it. And, um, during that process, I'm going to be building businesses that I love and working with business partners that I thoroughly enjoy making friends with and making money with. And I'm going to be um, helping other people build their businesses. Uh, and I'm going to incorporate my kids and my family into that as much as I possibly can. And so uh, I'm super excited to share that the big initiative for me next year is to launch uh, my website and my newsletter. And it's going to be called Always Han, alwayshan.com. And it's basically a pun because uh, I like puns. Um, most of my companies companies are named with funny puns, especially when they're mine. And I just, I just like to have uh, fun with the names of businesses, but always Han is just a double entendre of, you know, always being on. And, um, and then my last name Han, always Han. And so for me, what always Han means is that I'm always just, I'm always doing what I want to do. And, um, it's not good or bad, but I'm pretty much done trying to conform to what, society tells me I need to be to be normal and I'm just going to be me. I, um, I get it. You know, you need to have balance. You need to have, um, you know, moderation in, in different things. But for me, if you ask me, Hey, you have a week long vacation. What do you want to do? I, I would say, you know, Hawaii would be fun, but you know what I would love to do in Hawaii. I would love to be talking about business. I would love to be talking about building a new business or solving a business problem or researching a business in Hawaii. That's what I would love to do. I, I just can't help it. Like that's, that's who I am. And that's my, that's my passion. And so 
for me to try to like say that like oh I'm I shut down and I do this and this and I, I I'm like done trying anymore and I uh, am just accepted the fact that I am this way and I'm proud of it and I'm gonna do the best that I can and when I need to be with my kids I'm gonna be with my kids and I'm gonna try to bring them into my life to expose them to new things but I'm not gonna um, try anymore to conform to what people tell me I should be to be normal or happy. And uh, I'm just going to always be on and I'm always going to be thinking about business and working on business. I, I think it's a huge blessing to be able to figure out what makes you happy. I think so many of us, you know, work to make money and live and we find happiness in our hobbies and families, which I think is amazing. But the vast majority of us just work to live. And we don't have the luxury of being able to even test to figure out what makes us happy. And I'm in a really fortunate position where I have figured out what makes me happy. I know I can make money doing it. And I also have the ability to control how I integrate my family into it because of the situation that I put myself in and the, in the, and the thing that makes me happy. And so it would be remiss of me not to take advantage of the fact that I'm able to do that. And it's a huge blessing. And so I'm very excited to share with you about Always Han. And I can't wait for you to check out the site. It'll list out all of my businesses that, I'm, that I've built, all the businesses that I'm building. It'll show you um, how to work with me or how to get involved if you want or if you need anything from me. And then most importantly, um, it'll just help you understand a little bit about how I'm thinking about my businesses. And so there'll be a weekly newsletter where I'll talk about one lesson that I've learned about business, one insight that I pulled from that lesson, and then one action item that I recommend every single week. And um, it'll be really great. At the very least, it'll be really fun for me. And um, it'll be really great to share with you guys more about what I'm building on the business side and then figuring out how to work together and build businesses together. And so I'm very excited to share with you that I'm launching Always Han next year and I'm launching it the week that you'll watch this. And then um, the second thing that I'm really looking forward to is finding ways to travel more with my um, family and exposing my kids to new cultures. And the third thing I'm really looking forward to is really building my core businesses, all the businesses that I have and really doubling down on them operationally and reinvesting in them and, and saturating them with as much rigor and um, systems and processes that I can to actually give them a more bigger fighting chance of being more dependable and higher cash flow down the line. Continue to delay gratification, be cash flow poor, maybe even for another year, and really, really reinvest in my core businesses. I, I'm, I really want to focus in on doubling down on the businesses that I have and figure out ways to be very, very selective, at least for one year on starting anything new and just doubling down and building these up to becoming more secure more risk averse and um, more consistent and steady and hopefully even bigger. And so that is the uh, goals that I have for myself this year. And that is the process that I follow every year. The only thing that I didn't really go into detail was the assessment of people. But um, I'll talk to you guys about that individually if you want. Just just ping me and I'll send you my calendar and we'll, we'll set up a little talk or we can, if there's enough people, we'll set up a little webinar for it. But that's my process every year. I hope it helps you understand how I think about my birthday and what I do every year annually and, and how I think about my personal life and plan for it every single year. And I honestly hope that it helps you on your journey. I hope it's something that you incorporate into your life for some semblance of what I just did 
because it truly is uh, game changing when you start to be very intentional about who you are and you take those moments in time to reflect on your strengths and weaknesses and uh, be realistic about what went right and what went wrong. And um, at the end of the day, start taking ownership and responsibility for your life and what you want it to look like and what you want it to be. Because if you take those moments to do that, even if it's just once a year, it will change the way that you think about everything the rest of the year. And um, it's super, super powerful exercise. And I'm so glad I started doing it 10 or 15 years ago. It's over 10 years ago. And um, I also think that um, it's one of the main reasons that actually helped me move to uh, Austin, Texas without ever being here before. I mean, those kind of like analyses that I did on my birthday led to these questions in my mind that led me on this four month journey of like discovery and, and, and research to figure out how I could change what I didn't like about in my life, which led me to packing out my family and moving here sight unseen and trying to build a new life. And obviously that was incredibly risky in hindsight, but I'm so grateful that I did these annual uh, assessments because it sparked this desire in me and this assessment in me that really helped me figure out who I was and what I didn't like about myself and what I wanted to do to change that. And um, I thank you for listening to my birthday episode. I can't wait for you to subscribe to Always Han, and I can't wait to hear what you think about it. And I look forward to growing on this journey with you guys and building together and building a life that's fulfilling in every way. And um, I'm super stoked about um, the Girl Dad Show and hearing what you think about this episode and seeing how you use this, uh, this strategic planning process that I use for businesses on uh, your personal life. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of The Girl Dad Show. We will talk soon. Um, hugs and love. Happy holidays and happy birthday to me. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you again for listening to another episode of The Girl Dad Show. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please take a moment to give us a review on your podcast service. These reviews help us grow a lot more than you know.